that real? For real. What's up, Southwest Virginia? Welcome back to episode 22 of Beats, Brews, and Buddies. Our second to last episode this season. My name is Travis Schmidt. And this I'm Jeremy Price. Oh, thank you, Jeremy. Uh, today on our beat, we're going to talk about what's like being a piano player. Synth player with our buddy. Paul Trussell. Paul Trussell. P-Nana. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Paul, how are you? I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm excited to have you. Uh, only met you once and meeting you twice here. Jeremy's known you for a long time. Is that a fact? Yeah, it's yeah a fact and your, a pleasure. At your Rootlock gig, it was was it that big of a? Uh, Which gig was that? His Rootlock gig. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> was We've like, only done two. I got real excited. He was like, "And a pleasure." I was like, "Does he mean that? That's exciting." Well, no, yeah, I believe of course. Oh, he's a, this guy's a sweetheart. Oh, I believe that he's a sweetheart. He could frustrate anybody because he's a sweetheart. Frustrate? I don't see that. Jeremy, what are we drinking? Man, we're drinking uh, per Paul's request. Hazy little IPA from Sierra Nevada. I'm not going to read a whole lot about it on this one. I think your dad's idea is one of the best ideas. We're not going to read a lot of anything on this podcast today. Yo, you're doing this. <laughs> you are raw dog right now. Off script. You don't have no. Bio. Travis has no script. He's not as type A as he used to be. So it's a conversation. I'm good with that. Oh it's man, convo. It's, it should be that. Way, I, would, right? I would prefer that. <laughs> Until we get I'm better the, at those. The gauntlet. This is fantastic, Paul. You like you like it? I, this is my Kroger beer. I, you know, it's just uh, what I would pick up. Pre-show, he said it's like having a foul mouth and putting soap in your mouth well, just ipa in general those that don't like them tend to that's that's fair but i would disagree i'm not a huge ipa guy but that's that's good it's just like it's just like why would you put it in your mouth are you ground you could yeah, clean he, something with it he doesn't like it you looked like you were snarling at it like am i i thought i was it was just an observation mm, it's not it's i got it from my boy my my main man paul paul my main man but <laughs> how long have i been calling you that about seven years is it really seven i think so in my yeah. head it was like i remember our whole journey being in your red car whatever that was it was like a that's exceptionally Toyota. specific a red car yeah. was it a as, was it a uh, um cavalier like yes it was the cavalier so it's more than seven okay more than seven i'm bad with it might times. be 17 well good lord yeah since you had that car i don't know where that car is okay good <laughs> i have no idea where that car. but um yeah anyway it's not as some of them are terrible and this one's uh, it's actually okay it's it's more palatable than than many of them yeah i like I, it i've got a logger back here <clears throat> to wash her down and i'm gonna wash it down an emergency logger but if you love ipas get you some all right so no bio which is great perfectly fine i'm not freaking out or anything <laughs> all right all right um i'll jump in Go ahead. Like, like when it comes to a staple of the music scene, I, well, we probably said this about what 15, 15 people. Everyone but, you interviewed, probably. Yeah, not everyone, but that that's a good thing. Get a gold star at the end. That's nice, bro. Yeah, but so there, you know, we think of local, regional, national levels, and it's not always your playing ability that takes you to those levels. Sometimes it's luck, sometimes it's circumstance, but you've been on the, this this level, this regional level, I would say, since I can remember. Since you have, I think Since we I both to, met yeah. at the beginnings of our uh, tour of the town of Roanoke and, and yeah. surrounding areas, <laughs> yeah. and then you went off. So I'm going to start this with that fact, but also my my I meet Paul story. Uh -huh. Are you ready? Okay. Do you know the story? No, we because this has happened 
you know, we don't get together very much, but this has happened, and I tell I have told this, you the story. I know that I have. I'm ready to hear it. There used to be a thing downtown, like a first nights. Okay. And I dated a, a young lady named Gina. Oh, yeah. And you would work with her in a theatrical aspect. Yes. And she was ranting and raving about this young keyboard player. And I was like, who, who is she? Ta- is he talking to you? Like, what, what's this all about? I'm kidding. I'm stretching right there. But we ended up downtown at that first night with you and some of your friends. And I was with her. And we ended up at a place where a young lady was singing karaoke. She was singing a Whitney Houston song. Oh, my God. Can't remember the song right now. <laughs> and she wasn't doing bad. But we didn't know each other. We hadn't played in a band yet. We hadn't, our history hadn't started. But I knew you were you. And, and uh, I knew you were a musician. And Core memory it. unlocked. But yes. Really? I hadn't thought about this. Because I'd been thinking about it. And I thought it was Full Moon Cafe. Like, somehow we had met there. <laughs> Man, I think this was up by where the Transportation Museum was. There was yeah. another event area. And it was, from what I remember, semi-outdoors. Mm. The inside, outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember it now completely. IPA, IP burping. It wasn't. It wasn't like a New Year's Eve or anything. I don't know, and I think it was. And you know, that's where I sang karaoke. I don't remember you seeing. Maybe you did, because my memory is not the best. It would have been like Yellow Submarine. It was something stupid. Somebody, a girl, was singing a Whitney Houston song. I I remember this. So, and and I I don't know if it was "I Will Always Love You," which is technically not Whitney's song, but it was something. And they got to the chorus. And this girl couldn't hit the high part, but she she sank right down into that harmony. And Paul and I hadn't said a word, and I knew he was a musician. And I just kind of glanced, and under un, under breath, Paul goes, "She's singing, singing harmony." harmony. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounded so weird. So I wasn't the most accomplished musician at that point, and and uh, I was like what is wrong with this? And then it hit me. I'm like, she's singing a note that works, but it's not the note that's supposed to be working. And as I look over, he goes, she's singing the harmony. We kind of, I don't know if I said it, but I thought it and he said it. And I was like, yeah, that's what it is. She's singing the harmony. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's how I'm, and I, from that point to the next, I don't know where we connected, but our history is definitely um, thick, as you could say. So we started playing. Do you, do you have a later. time frame? Like how many years ago? This was 1990. You, you might know when we started playing music together. Oh, that would have been in 97. With Aaron. Yes. With Aaron Fogel. Aaron Seventh Fogel. Echo Tribe. That's when we. That was the name? Yeah. So did we do it was anyth- just the three of us. <laughs> three, three we, words, three people. Did we do anything yeah, like maybe you were on a gig and I was on it? We didn't. That was well. The full moon open mic was where we did that, and that's I had been playing in there because it was the only place I could play as a minor, uh, and I had to wait outside when I wasn't playing, of course, because right couldn't drink. All but right, where where was the full moon cafe? It Somewhere was downtown? okay. What's the name of the barbecue place? I don't know. If Ernie's it's still there? Isn't Ernie's? It might be Ernie's. Oh, Blues now. Barbecue. It's yeah, right it's next blues. to. Uh, What's that club called? Oh, 202. 202. 202 yeah. It's in the, it's in that corner, that little pocket. There's 202, and there's a gift shop. And it's right. It's been, what was that called? We the barbecue that? place, I can't remember the name of. That had the smallest stage ever, but this had the same size stage. Blues. Just on Three the little, opposite side of the Big room. Bad Wolf? No, uh, no. So it was a barbecue spot. Yeah. Before that, Before that it was. Well, Full Moon Cafe. Full Moon Cafe. Yeah. Had a lot of music. Um, now it's Ernie's. Ernie's used to be around the corner in that Jack Brown's area. It's not the same thing. Are you guys sure it's not Blues Barbecue? It was Blues it Barbecue. It was Blues Barbecue, yes. Okay. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> hey, it's me to help. That's why you're here. I'm going to do. I'm gonna need all names for everything throughout it's this okay. entire process. It's okay. I only process. said it like four times, and you guys are like continuing to process. Like, this is I told you. This is a friendship. I told you. This one was good. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 
I kind of feel like we should have a, like a, a mediator from no. one of our projects. But anyway, I'm just reminiscing. Get Willie in here. And he won't do much mediating. He's so he's still he does silent. It with, does it with looks. <laughs> you start doubting your existence. Meanwhile, you got to check his pulse because he's so like mellow. Anyway, all right. So let's let's start from the get go. Have you always lived here? I yes. Uh, was born in Roanoke. Uh, lived in Salem. Uh, growing up, we moved there when we were like my sister, my twin sister, and I, and my parents. Twins? Mo- yeah, I have a twin sister. Nice. Yeah. Great girl. Um, we moved uh, to Salem, and then I went to Salem schools. And uh, did you do band or anything? Yes, there? I did. I did band from seventh grade on, and was really into that to the point that I basically neglected everything else about school. It was the only thing I wanted to do, and so that's where I went after that. I just tried, you know, my best to always have to be you, able to have a chance. What did you play? play music. Just piano, or uh, yeah, I started on piano. My uh, grandfather, my paternal grandfather, was a jazz piano player. Uh, oh, really, really good one. Um, I never met him. He died before I was born. But uh, in my grandmother's house, there was this huge uh, Chickering Brothers upright grand. Took up most of the, the living room. And I would play that. Every time I was there, I would spend most of my time just noodling around and playing Pink Panther, trying to learn to read music out of books and Still don't read music very well, but but you play trumpet. Yeah, I played in trumpet. high school, man. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. and I could read that. I can still read that. But um, you, it, you said in your conversation just a second ago that there was some theater there. Um, yeah, I, I was the music director for the Southwestern Virginia Theater for Youth, which was just me and another guy I was in Boy Scouts with. But no, no, no reading music. I I can. I oh, just him for you. He played trumpet in the Salem band, and they were pretty monstrous back in the day. Yeah, I could still read yeah. a trumpet line. I couldn't play it very well, but I could I could read it. it. It's just I never bothered, never took the time to learn to read the two staves. Sure. And me neither. Even even the St- the staves. letters and staves. Staves. I apologize. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> you know how when you read a word, <laughs> you pronounce it in your head, and then it stays that way. Staves. Yeah, it's hard. No, it stays there. It stays yeah. there. Dos staves. 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 Um, <laughs> Yeah, or even just the letters of the spaces and lines on the mm. bass clef. I've, I still, to this day, don't know them. Bass clef? Yeah. I couldn't tell you either. Yeah. Well, I should know them. I should have known I them. I only know what good boys do fine always. Every good boy deserves fudge. See, I know the top yeah, one. Yeah, that's, I don't the, know the that's bottom treble one. clef. We were talking bass. That's what I said. That's what he said. Good that's, boys. What it, that's what I said, Blues Barbecue. Say it again. <laughs> good, good boys, boys does, do fine always. Good boys do I fine said always. does. All cows eat grass. Grass fed, grass finished. And that's the spaces. And there you go. <laughs> you know what I do? I make all my students come up with their own. There are things that I cannot repeat on this microphone that they come up with. <laughs> that's good, though. If they remember it. Any mnemonic, no matter how nasty, probably the more nasty, the better. They'll probably, yeah. It. It's m- more meaningful. Can you call this episode Nasty Mnemonics? Nasty Mnemonics. Uh, I'm writing that down. <laughs> good band name. <laughs> How many of those did you guys come up with? Oh, me and this you? guy? Yeah. like I, I don't know if we'll even get into those. There were things. entire I, sessions <laughs> dedicated to coming up with the names for things. I remember that. He's one of those guys that, so we've been on several gigs together over the course of time. And when we get together, like whenever my, mo- uh, this might sound weird because I'm, I'm now I'm thinking out loud. Riding to the gig with him is probably more fun than playing. And, and uh, the caveat there is I've always had some of the most fun playing with you. Because we also make the same trouble musically. 
That's true. Yeah. So, but so I don't want to put one in front of the other. But it was like the ride to the gig would be the warm up. How stupid can you be? How car, stupid car can clown. I be? And yeah, car clowning. And then we'd get to the gig and just give. Got to either expend or hide away that energy so that it doesn't come out in your performance. Yeah, I'm gonna make it all serious. And say that, but <laughs> that's no. the most professional shit. <laughs> that's that's banned. No, uh, it is most of. What I think about, like when I'm especially practicing or rehearsing with a group or working with a group in general, is just learned behaviors from band class, because uh, the director there at Salem, Dennis Reeser, is pretty serious about that, and he would really just kind of barrel through and make sure everything got done. And I feel the same way about it, honestly. But I also that comes with another problem of people don't like you very much if. You, <laughs> If you're too too serious, serious, not serious, but just like set on the goal of getting as much done as possible, mm. which I don't know how we got to there. But I've been I, thinking I, about I, this. I, I know that this one's going to go off the rails, yeah, and if it doesn't, I'm going to push it. That's okay. Off the rails. But you were talking about the grand piano. You taught. You oh yeah, yeah. Sister. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, just grew up playing on that, and then I, that's all I ever wanted to do. So basically, my dad bought me a keyboard, and then. But dad bought me another keyboard. Just I wanted to be a keyboard player, basically because it was the easiest thing for me to get into. You know, I want. Of course, I wanted to be a guitar player, and I've always wanted to be a drummer, and I'll never be a drummer. I just don't have the physical ability. But uh, yeah, so I just I kind of picked piano. I did trumpet in school because uh, I, all the trumpet players were the coolest guys. So like I wanted to be as cool as the trumpet players. And I wanted to play jazz because I was really starting to get into jazz in middle school. You think and you got that from your grandfather? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. It, well, I, and my father and my mother. My mother was also in the area, was a jazz singer while I was growing oh, up. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she performed at the Greenbrier. She was in the Shrine Jazz, like, uh, what do you call that? Big band. Um, um, she was one of the singers for them. Uh, so she was performing all as I was growing up. My dad was a big music lover. He didn't play much. He played a little bit of guitar, but he uh, collected all the music. So I was exposed to everything from like 1960 on. And then, of course, my grandmother had her musical taste, which led all the way back to, you know, the 20s. So, so, so I finished high school, not finished high school? Did you go to college? Yes. Like, no, I did not go to college. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I left high school. Uh Without a diploma, but I finished all the years. You know, I just didn't so do did, all. Did, did I know that? I haven't. I don't. I haven't really told many people that. You know, it's one of those embarrassing things. Like, yeah, it's not I, I didn't. I don't. didn't make it. I didn't make it because I failed algebra one four times with the same teacher all four years. <sighs> now, now listen. All right. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. I know. I know. <laughs> we you. don't need to get on the subject. No, no, no. <laughs> I know you. Um, I think extremely highly of you, and I'm very forthright in that opinion. I know how intelligent you are. I failed geometry because I didn't know why I had to prove anything. But why did you fail algebra? I didn't like it. But that, that's the mm. main reason. I didn't like the way it made me have to think. <laughs> I, don't like, mean, nope. I don't mean like use the brain power. I just mean like the way it made me have to. I, I couldn't wrap my brain around the I, not the concept of a variable. I got it, but it's just like you know. I already know numbers. Like, why don't we just plug in the numbers? Why? Aren't, it wasn't mm. just that. Of course, I had a bad teacher. I'm not a teacher. I didn't like who didn't like me. And I like, I like how you got years. PC right there. Big failure of the, uh, did I? Yeah, you you <laughs> cut it off, but you don't have to be that here. Okay, well, you didn't like the teacher. I didn't like her. Yeah. Uh, I'm not but gonna say her, you had her name. Four years. They I had the same teacher four years. Yeah, that's so that's bullshit. a failing. That's a failing of the system. It is that was a, not. 
Well, I'm a teacher. I work at Patrick, Patrick Henry, and like I, yeah, I can, I can, I can jump on that bandwagon with you. Well, by my senior year, I just stopped going to not all my classes, just the ones I didn't like. So, it, and I spent those periods playing piano in the in the practice rooms at the school. So, that's coming out of school. My first really big gig, which I, I had many gigs before that as a teenager, but the one that I thought was a huge gig was actually at the school. School concert, the end of the year concert, I had to leave early to go to corned beef to play a show to, you know, the biggest crowd that I'd ever played for at that point back then. 17, 18 years old? I was, I was 17. With who? Hell yeah. Uh, Blind Vision. Really? <laughs> yeah, with Jeff Maiden and Mark Lynch and Chuck McNamara and Justin Perlman. Man, and, uh, shout out to all those guys. Chuck. Corey Hunley. Good group. Yeah, that was I, I that was my first that group. I completely forgot Corey Hunley was in that group. Yeah, yeah, he was the other half of that group. Him and Justin did all the writing. Yeah, and it was blues, but it was new. I don't know. It was a weird kind of like that era, you know, '90s blues, collegey kind of okay, funky band. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I, I, I that it was my first real experience playing to crowds that were really into what we were doing, and not you know. Was that the band where Corey was telling us uh, on his podcast where he said he had to turn the drummer around? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I want to say that was Load. I'm not sure. If, if if you hear it, Corey, let us know. No, no, it was definitely Load. You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm recalling. Yeah, we never turned Mark around. He, he actually wasn't as loud a drummer for the kind of style of music that he liked to play. It was He was it's kind of not quiet, but not crazy loud. Oh, Mark Lynch? Yeah. No, he, he always kind of fit where the drums needed to fit yeah that's my my take on mark he's he's, well, he's a chad sexton disciple he's yeah yeah there's weird. that but i i think he i think he gets pigeonholed there and i it's a 311 drummer for it's, those it's listeners that have no idea d- deservingly so because you can't ignore it but I've, I've seen him play like blues and you know he shuffles right where the shuffle should be well, i'm not giving him crap and I, I loved his playing um and he was a core drummer too yep uh so, like, he was very precise, which I love. I'm, I'm a stickler for drummers. Jeremy knows this. I love, I love to either criticize or be in awe of great drumming or not great drumming. Sure. I don't know. Wherever those fit. But anyway, uh, yeah, Mark would always play the same Chad mm. Sexton drum solo at, at every single show. Oh, like, he had a drum applied solo. science. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't know what that is. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'm, for you 311 guys out there, it's very iconic so i didn't i didn't know that was your first gig no well it wasn't because there was groove tiger blue before that it was just the first one in front of that amount of people because groove tiger blue we played uh, i liked that honestly i like that band better than blind vision but uh you better start a fire on this look at him but that's because it was an all original and they were both all original it's okay both bands did covers but they both had their full sets of original music but it was like i got to help you know, create create it. that. Yeah, it's all good, man. I've been told we should start more fires on here. You're talking about drummers, Robbie Sinclair. You know, Killer. it was just a pleasure to get to play with him. Dude, even he was 16 when I was. Yeah, <laughs> and and he was like eager and never stopped the studying. There's only a few. I don't say there's only a few because I don't really know. But there's tons of those cats that came from here, and you think you know you think you get good at something, right? Especially if you're a big fish in a small pond. Let's just say you're in a small pond. And you're like, hey, I'm good at this. There's always more. There's there's always more to learn. And mm-hmm. that kid was seeking it out. He was he and, was, and absorbed it so quickly. Oh, dude! Like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's 
you know, retired on an island with surrounded by musical instruments, creating like last I heard, he w- last I heard, he was in uh, New York. I want to say Manhattan, but but New Yorkish, and uh, and he like was playing, um, but he wasn't in as hot pursuit. And this is all hearsay. But the boy had touch. He had a touch. That's there are things when it comes to drumming, and maybe we should talk a bit about this on the next roundtable. There's there are things that are unquantifiable, and that's why you got to watch these things from other. Players and it actually applies to every instrument. If we're going to go down the rabbit hole, it does. There, there is there's there's touch, there's interpretation, and you know you can have a, a player who's actually limited in certain aspects, but never shies away from presenting himself at his instrument. And we end up following a lot of those cats. They end up speaking to us. And yeah, they speak. They speak volumes that you want you. For me, you, I'm drawn to them. You know, I want to play with those people. I, I love watching them, but like, man, it like, it scratches an itch. Let me clarify. Robbie was both. I'm going to clarify that because sure. I hate to take anything away from. Him. I mean, a lot of it, his just his general attitude and and pers- personality. Just like, oh god, if there's anything that irritated me, how happy he was all the time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, Jeremy, I've been working out of this book. It's so hard. Kind of I'm a like, big joker smile on oh, a small curly burn that redhead book. kid. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I would love to, to have a chat with Robbie. Yep. And that was, uh, you know, not to, I don't have any preference for any group I've played with. Honestly, I've enjoyed playing with every group that I've ever played with. But as I was, I was older than this kid and just at the talent in that whole band with Aaron Fogel and then Jeff Loeb on guitar and Craig on the bass, that was a really, 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 really creative space, good place, and some mm. good music came out of that. Do you guys all mm. still keep keep in touch with each other? Not or? at all. Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a problem I have in my life, basically, is keeping in touch with anybody. People reach out to me, and I'm like in a hole somewhere. So He's a, <clears> bit, he's a bit of a turla. I'm a reclusive chap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to pull him out. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. So it it sounds like you've been playing music in this area for a very long time. Like since I could early teens since since I was since he didn't graduate high school. Yeah. Which Uh, and before because we Brambleton Teen Center Screaming Zygotes. That was that was you were in that group. Heck yeah. Who was in that? Louis Landry, Sean Dickerson, uh, okay, Mitch and Paul, and then later F.M. Turner or uh, Patrick Turner, who is a bluegrass musician from Blacksburg, but he's a really weird and great guy. Um, he's the only one I'm still in touch with, but uh, of course Louis and Sean are around. I, I just haven't spoken. Damn, Paul, I forget just how much you've well, done. Pre-show, I'm sitting in here with uh, our gracious host. By the way, I need we need to take a quick second and thank man. What's that say right there? Oh, thank Apex Music. I didn't read that. I'm I'm, I'm going off my gut. So, so I so, I did this. I yeah, wanted to not forget tonight. Yeah, really need to thank uh, Steve Gross and Apex uh, Piano Music for for hosting us ever since I sold my house and we don't, I don't have my own studio anymore. Oh, but I did get my building permit today. High five for that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. High five. You're too far away. Yeah, I okay. know. Hey, check it out. Uh, so did Paul send a track for later? Are we playing some of Paul's music? No, but we can't. I, we I can, can give get you that. a Spotify look up. Oh, oh it, but there's the grand me. piano out there. I'll walk out there with my damn iPhone and say, play something. Uh, and post that. No, if you got a Spotify, look at the look again. It's we, not me, but I, it's sort of tracks I'm on that are out there. And love it. You just few, tell me, I, I can literally pull it up at the end. So, so playing a long time, crushing the scene, or was it was it was it a grind? Was it? It hard? was a grind, I, uh, merely because I am not. Uh, I'm not a. I never considered myself somebody who was really good with people. 
or talking or anything in public or anything. You know, oh, welcome it, to the podcast. Are you, are you still nervous? This is why. Yes. Do you want another beer? Yes. <laughs> what do you want? Uh, I, an experimental many, IPA. Uh, I, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but this is actually how I am on stage before shows, and that's why it's all covered up with clowning around and the bad jokes and the. That's the only way I know how to deal with basically life. So, <laughs> mm. you know, this might be a good time to. You're like, oh, one of the places I think we we both we're very different people, but uh, I would say your love for music is one of the purest because you would do it in front of nobody. Yep, you'll do it for no money. I'll do it in front of anybody. Anybody? Too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and there's something to that. Uh, the the way you behave with it like it's not to be seen it's, it's not to impress it's not it's only to do it and i think that purity has remained with you since i've known you it did not remain with me uh, it doesn't it like you give me feels man i don't i'm that's my job i don't <laughs> think it has wavered with you at all and 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 it <sighs> It talk, has. Talk to it a little bit. It has. There, there, okay. are, there are times, and actually very recently, where I've considered not. I would never consider not playing in my life, but I've considered not trying for it like I used to. Mm. And, I mean, that's due to a host of other personal life issues, but yeah. it's, you know, also age. And I feel like I'm getting to be older. I feel like I'm older than both of y'all. I know I'm probably I'm not older than Jeremy. I think I might be older than you. Uh, but, uh I'm making dead air because my brain is stalled. Well, you've done this for the art, and that's so yes, so cliche and easy to say. I never in my life have doubted that about you. It's one of the reasons I like playing with you. It's unspoken. It's not something I've ever even put into words. Yeah. The other is that we can cause the same type of trouble. I don't. Let me help and touch upon the little that I know about you. So I've sat here for 27 minutes in and I've heard you talk about uh, four or five different groups you've already spouted off of like that you've played with, which is yeah, none I, of them recent. actually. No, so, but that's yeah. like, that's your past and like how awesome. And a lot of it sounded like it was original and creative, creative um, uh, coming from a big creative spot for I'm you. I'm lucky that a lot of it was. Yeah. And it sounds like that's really where a lot of that passion comes from for, for, for you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, like, without that piece of creativity, I mean, yeah, with that, even, but even in the okay, so like the past, say, fifteen years, I've been playing with at least one or two bands that are exclusively covers. And while people think that the creativity is not there, it's amazing what you can do in that space to be creative and to feel creative. Oh, I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah, I, I mean. I, there's a stigma, of course, about bands that play covers and especially bands that tributes, which I've, I've been a part of several of those. And, uh, you know, it, it's the, still the joy of playing is the main reason I'm there. But also I need that creative fuel. There's got to be something. Can you, you touch know? upon that, like being in a cover band and how you share those creative juices and make it feel or look different for, for those that are... Um, Try to... <laughs> It, pay homage where you can, but if your own style can mimic, uh, you know, enough of what's happening, then just be your own player. You know, don't don't try and be that person. You're not that person. People aren't there to even see that person. They're there to remember that person and what they love about them. 
It took so, me a long time to figure that out, Paul. Yeah, you know, as a musician. If that's not the, I'm gonna not curse. If that's not the clip, <laughs> it's no, not I the know clip. that's a clip because no, it's true because like that. I it took me a long time to figure that out as a musician, and I, it, you get like you get super selfish in this this gig, I think, and like. Uh, I think when you allow the others around you to help you find that creative uh, spark right. and they allow you to sh- shine a little bit, it's a game changer. It's it's amazing. And that's the it's kind of what I feel like collaborating with any musician should be about. Yeah. Is exchanging each other's joy for what you're doing. Absolutely. I'm tearing up. God, I want to play with. Told you there was that whole damn thing was the clip. <laughs> it was a long clip. So, so pre-show again. Um, like I was saying, uh, Steve was in here, and I had no idea you you uh, you guys went on tour together with. Uh, yeah, I had no idea. Rootlock. With who? I'm sorry, I said Rootlock, and I meant plastic, uh, plastic music. Plastic I apologize. Music. Apologize. Yes, it's that, the IPA. It's another one of those amazing things that I, I'm so lucky to get to have. To even know Jeremy to be a part of, because he's done amazing things musically for as long as I've known him. So talk talk about that uh, that experience getting to travel a little bit. Well, let me ask this first before it was that was that your first tour like no, away or I so had, you a tour prior? I I was actually at the time weekend warrioring with uh, uh, Keith Bryant and Iron Horse, who Jeremy played for briefly. Um, that was it's the only band I've ever been fired from. I love to tell you a were story. not fired. <laughs> I'm going to tell it next season. You were not fired. I was. You fired your. He called me. You. You. It was. <laughs> this is your podcast. You're oh. right. Okay. So I just put it out in the uh, man. Well, so cool what, to be fired. Country band I was in for eight years. I think seven years, maybe. Long time, and uh, that was touring. I'm doing air quotes, but. Uh, you know, uh, it's kind of kind of the same kind of deal. A um, lot more efficiently planned on on Jeremy's part for plastic music, but both were were well run organizations that I was happy to to get to be a part of performing for a lot of people that I never and going places I'd never have gone if it wasn't for being in those those groups. But but plastic music especially, honestly, I didn't get to do as much with plastic that I wanted to because of the country gig. I kind of shit a brick when I was like, wait. Plastic music had a sweet ass keyboard player travel with him. Like I knew Josh Smelser played drum set for a time. I knew there was a B team because I was like auditioning for the B team, and like there was there was a lot of different variables going on with with that group. Uh, but little did I know that like there was there was a keyboard player traveling with him, which I think is really cool. There was a part written for it, and I was so glad to get to for the few times I got to do it. It was really really incredible experience, I and it's no idea. Yeah. Um, well, it was toward the end, and I don't want to talk too much about plastic, so I want Paul to tell a story. Oh, absolutely. Toward the end of it, I was experimenting with all sorts of things, and um, you know, performers are getting tired, and uh, to make the money we were making, we needed to downs- downsize to a degree, and um, so Paul came in and played a bunch of keyboard parts. What uh, To speak to that specifically, there are players that play in time. There are players that don't play in time. But there are players who can fluctuate really well, but not in that scene. <clears throat> to hear uh, campanology type broken melodies uh, with plastic tubes, I'm like, if if there were times where I had to play keys, which is painful for some people. Mm-mm. But so when I had to play keys, and but I could be really tight because I could hear him pulling. Uh, Paul, not being a drummer, 
can he can do all those things that you would expect of a multi-instrumentalist uh, at his instrument. So he was the dude to go to as, and then that was, it was starting, it was starting its decline, but um, there's, there's not one phase of plastic music that I didn't pull something from and hopefully get to put out in the future. But there were things from, from your era, which I don't know, it was probably what a year, year and a half Yeah, and, going and out it, on occasion. Yeah. I didn't make everyone. I mean, it wasn't like I was going every time they played, sure. but I got to be a part of some really cool gigs with them. And I think it was, was it a second cast? Like there were two, you had two casts going a cast, at that B point. Cast, right? Dude, there was a point where it was, it was about to go real thick. I'm not going to say big. And, uh, I don't know if I handled that the right way, but when it comes to like rolling out go-tos, like who can I call that can do this for me when I'm not there or who can do this better than me? Uh, and there's only, there's way more people here that could, but I'm like, who would? And I'm like, so I called Paul and he came in so fast. And, and that was the whole point at that point, because it's a show, it's a different idea. Um, just how quickly can you fit in? And, and you know this from playing with the musicians you play with who yes. can fit in where, right. Right. And sometimes we're wrong, but off, more often than not, I'm like, no, that kid will know exactly what I need done. And I saved my butt a few times. It was uh, an amazing experience for me. I was so glad to get to do it. I'm a fan of performative art, not just music, but just like you yeah. know, something yeah. that, that you want the people that you're performing for to I, be enthralled. And that does that. I, one of my favorite things about it was that uh, that wasn't the platform to really show off for anybody. And I don't think I don't think people realize that, but um, I, so I had members of the group that would just they, they, they knew you were coming and like oh Paul's coming because you have a reputation that precedes you and and I know it'll make you uncomfortable to talk about and I'm, we don't have to talk about it. No, it's okay. But I it's, like it. It's legitimate. And they're like, who's coming? And like Paul's coming. And I'm like oh shit, that dude's bad. And, <laughs> but you're talking to a bunch of drummers, mostly from Southside, Virginia. And uh, not that, I mean, these cats end up, you know, they're a very special part of my life, but they, and they would love when you came into the room and they, cause w one thing is like you and I could, could communicate and potentially argue in a non argumentative way. And when you're a leader of a group like that, it's really important for those cats to see what communication is. And, uh, there was that aspect and then just your noodling and they're like, this dude, this dude's crazy. There was a night where. Um, some of them hung out, and me, you, and Willie. I, I don't remember this night. Andy tells me the story. We ended up jamming. In your basement? Yeah. And and so they thought it was like the Hats reunion. It kind of was. And, and they were I like. I remember that. And, uh, and we were, in my <coughs> eyes, not the Hats. We didn't play any Hats songs. Time out. You guys were, no. in the, you were in the Hats. Yes. Oh, shit. I didn't know this. Yeah. And here we. <laughs> oh, now my Ooh. mind's blown. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let me take you back to 2002 two whenever it was for me it was it was 2001 2002 we were together from like 99 to like 2003 jeremy price was my two, drum instructor three. we've talked about this but that's he why he doesn't get no gigs yeah. <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> creates his own gigs i do i do create my own gigs uh, so he comes to rehearsal and he you guys were you guys recorded at uh Southwest. Southwest studios. with um, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. Oh, my God. Uh, it's all coming back to me now. So I, I remember you said Meatloaf. you should check this check this, uh, check this, this album out. I listened to this album. What I did? Yeah. Wow. Oh. And so we, we bought it from you. Like, you made us pay. You didn't just give it out. Give me that money, son. Yeah. And so 
we, I used to listen to it all the time is, is the story. And so now I, <laughs> my former car was a, a um, an Outback and it had a CD player and I would play it for my baby daughter and she 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 can listen to that music and oh. will recognize Uncle Jeremy. Oh, and so like that, is that Wait, band, what? that band, Uncle Jeremy, that band was the shit back in the days. That band was like so for me as somebody that was leaving high school, going into college, and then coming back to Roanoke and like okay, I'm gonna be I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I know I want to play music supplementally and enjoy find find a name for myself here. That band was a great example of how to do it right. Yeah. We, so we we put a lot of work in. I'll tell you that it's one of the most best regimed playing, like practicing and and writing creative writing with the entire group, which is my favorite thing. Mm. Every any group, I, I recommend. Even if you're even if you're just playing covers, get together, arrange them, sit there as a group and be like, hey, what do I want this to do? What do I want this to do? Get your ideas together. And man, that is what that band was pretty much all about. I, I'm sitting in with a group now. That's my group. And they they do a great job of that. And we that's all we do is play covers. But it's pop alternative. And I, I love it. And I absolutely love it. And when, wouldn't change anything for the world with it because it's the collaboration piece. And like you make friends out of that. Yep. Like lifelong friends out of that. I mean, it, it joins people in a way that just being – buddies even though we are all buddies here right uh is just can't do (laughs) yeah yeah on on that creative level which is esoteric and and it truly transcends um it it does truly transcend and then there are other there's social aspects because there are people that you connect with in the group on different levels i can tell you exactly why paul and i connected at least why i believe we connected and then that shit transcends so much so that i can sit with him in a room when did i see you last Oh, man. See, recent memories are not as... Rootlock. <laughs> Rootlock Root shows. Well, that, like, it probably was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and that has been... That was an amazing May. show, by the way. I, I think it was our sophomore slump. That was, that was <laughs> May. I do. That was May, and uh, I can see him this many months later, and there's no reintroduction that needs to happen. And that might be, and I would say it's because we spent so much time discussing things without words. That I can trust them on a certain level, and you know this can get super woo woo, <laughs> yeah. super woo woo. But yeah, I, I have no doubts. So about so, what's your role in a group, especially nowadays? Okay. Like, talk about like this wh- is a fun one because people. Uh, I try to be a director, which I shouldn't. I, the, the way I do it is sometimes not always the best, but I try to, just like I was talking about my band director before, like time management making sure that we're on a task and that we're not spending, I mean, yeah, sitting around playing music, having fun with your friends is cool. But I mean, if you have a limited amount of time to be in this group of people, I just feel like you don't want to waste it. The more, yeah. Don't waste the time. Yeah. You say you like him. I like him a lot. Cause that's (laughs) me. I don't like wasting people's time. It's a big no, no for me. I'm all about chilling and enjoying I did jeremy is a lot the same way he's way better at it than i am by the way I, I take a lot of cues from him especially i feel like i may have mellowed out uh i'm sure that there's drummers out there that don't think so because i always pick on the drummer that's rhythm is rhythm is uh, pitch is great i didn't learn enough you know about everything you can do with with the frequency of the notes as opposed to when they happen i love rhythm 
It's like my thing. So, uh, well, it, it is a dancer. <laughs> it's my soul companion. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so I, I do pick on drummers a lot. So most drummers are, are they, they either hate me or they, they, they don't hate me. They love me, but they are tired of me being a dick to them all the time, which I actually, Mason Janelle, his nickname for me is Benedict Trussell. Because <laughs> it was past tense. Yeah. <laughs> You're not laughing. It's, it's always past tense. He was just, I mean, he was a dick just a little bit ago, but he, now he's a, nice, a nice, guy. nice guy. I don't understand what's going on. Uh, so, <laughs> dude, their relationship just finish. Cause we got finish your thought. Oh, uh, I don't remember what my thought was. Please go ahead. That, that, that you're a stickler for rhythm. Oh yeah, that, well I am. And it's that I will pick on that. I'm just like, I'm a stickler for time because they actually are the same thing. So it's like, uh, if, if we can do whatever to make it more concise and more efficient and, and make it just sound better, you know, it's just like, I'm going I'm going off a rail right now. Are you like pro click track track? No. Uh, well, it, okay, it depends. You know, if you can't play to a click, don't play to a click. That's fine. And of course the tempo can change. I have no problem with that. But it's when you stop thinking about what is how what what's the feel? How is this supposed to go? And, and you just And what's know. that doing to the rest of the group? Yeah. So uh, basically it kind of comes down to people don't like it when I stop a song and I will stop a song. Like if, if, if I think that's something that we can just fix, like right now we can fix this right now. We can yeah, make it yeah. better this second. We don't have to play the whole song. And then, yeah. you know, uh, so yeah, that's what the musicians will, will, they'll get irritated with me, but they also, uh, a lot of them tell me that like, you know, you were right. So <laughs> <laughs> run it back again, baby. Uh, Let's do it again. Honestly, as I get older, that happens less because a lot of times I'm wrong. And when you're doing, that's the other thing. That's are you wrong? Can get, or are you handling it differently? Or handling it, handling it improperly? I should say. Yeah. That that's my that's that's a big hang up for me. Yeah. But, and that's something that Jeremy doesn't have. He, he can he can just roll through and just be an incredible person and still instill what he's trying to say you know in in any situation which uh yeah he says it better sometimes and it can be frustrating for those that are trying to say it better yeah. in our own words but we just don't know how to do it and when you get frustrated with yourself and you're just yeah, like absolutely pe people feed, feed off that energy you yes. know what i mean it's like you're frustrated with yourself and you, you're not really taking it out on, on the on your bandmates but you're also just yeah. kind of like god i want this to be good Yes. I just want it to be good. Yeah. Well, you're the passion is speaking through your plane and when it's when it comes out differently through your other bandmates, you're just projecting your passion. And that can be misunderstood. And that's where band arguments start to happen and it's just it's to me it boils down to communication and and how you choose to communicate with one another. We're, yeah. uh, we're moving into an area that that sidesteps music, but it's so very crucial. We're talking about talking about leadership, right? Yeah. And um and how, first off, if you're in the role, like you are the dartboard, right? If things are good, if things are bad, it's, it's on you. So if someone comes in not knowing anything, that's on you to, to address. If someone comes in overdoing everything because they're great, that's on you to address. And this is without you playing your shit. Yeah. That it's, it, right? And a lot of times that can get left in the dust. Like I, I remember times where I was trying to direct so hard I didn't even bother learning the music, yeah. <laughs> you know, or yeah. my part that sure. you know what I practicing it or, or rehearsing it enough to where it was just ingrained so I could have the time to not think about that because when you leave the other one 
you kind of look like an idiot, right? Sure. No, like, he can't even play his part. Like, <laughs> and he's telling me what to play. So stick there. What's what's rehearsing like to you nowadays? What, well, what does it look like? Big difference between practicing and rehearsing. Practicing is something that I personally am ashamed to say I hardly ever do. Okay. And I want to be a person that, that I, I don't, I don't derive that passion that we were talking about yeah. from repetitive individual rehearsal or yeah. practice. Yeah. yeah. Just focused on, on getting better at your instrument as sure. opposed to creating something or learning something that you, that you have feelings for. But put you in a room. Yeah. And I, I recommend that, that you, Set the time aside and just take it like medicine and, and do that. And sometimes you have to do that. My man um, said, take it like medicine. Yeah. <laughs> my pen. <laughs> I got my own pen. Don't stop talking, though. Oh, yeah, just... yeah, yeah. Okay, so anywho. Uh, and, uh, you know, rehearsing is a different thing. Rehearsing is, is, is creating the performance. It's, it's playing what you already know how to play, but doing it in such a way that – other people enjoy hearing it and watching it, and then and you you already know your part at this point. So rehearsing uh, with a group, uh, again, being me being a stickler that I am in the practice room. Uh, if if you don't know your part, then like what what are you doing here? <laughs> like uh, we if we, if we decide that we're gonna we're gonna learn stuff, you know, learn it, learn it note for not note for note, but at least know what everything is. And I and I mean. I, I try not to be bad about that, but there's not much that can be done. Like once you're in a rehearsal with a group of people and, and so, if someone doesn't know their part, it's just kind of, you know, like, well, there's that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Moving on. And you are also, um, when we're talking about leadership, when you're leading, you're also on stage. Now, I don't mean on stage on stage. I love what you said about rehearsing is, is creating the performance. Oh, by the way, I do realize the hypocrisy of what I just said about trying to lead an or, uh, organization or a band, or what, trying to lead them in a rehearsal and not knowing your own part. That's that. There is hypocrisy there because I'm guil as guilty of it. And there have been times where I didn't know the song good enough that we couldn't even play it on stage, you know. And I, I, as embarrassing as that is, it's, you know, that kind of moment that you have to take and, and apply to yourself and make sure that you <laughs> – you don't do that again. You know what I mean? You yeah. come, come in knowing your stuff. Well, that's yeah. self-awareness yeah. and being able to to really work on the self and especially as a leader. I mean, that's 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 a whole different step too. Well, me as a person also, I'm a procrastinator, sorry. And and but we can be procrastinators. Procrastinators. They were actually that's the fourth tribe of Israel. <laughs> Procrastinators. Go ahead. I'm not going to get going on Israel. But that, all right, I'm a so bad timing, but <laughs> right <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Procrastinator. Where's my button? Because you do. That's Procrastinator. I love that. You know, I'm the sound effects guy too. Everybody knows, and it's annoyed by that as well. I am also not afraid of cheese. Um, as the a, fuck does that mean? That Cheesiness. Means oh, cheese and then the. I'm over here thinking about Havarti. Ham and cheese. Hamming it up. You know, making. I. I, I while I take music completely seriously, I, I think that it can be and should be silly as part of it being a form of entertainment. You know, people like silly. P 
People like comedy. People like <sighs> things that are awkward and weird. It yeah. Just be, they, they even like feeling. My keyboard player plays the um, the Wii sound. Uh, he'll oh play my the god! Yeah, the Wii store menu. Yeah, the store menu. You know, in that in that. I'm gonna do the whole thing now. Go no, in that one way. And I would imagine most keyboard players are like this. So I've I've done a couple gigs with his newer group. And I'm on auxiliary. Yeah. God, I love being irresponsible. <laughs> He's put up with it too. It's like you go from either like driving force to auxiliary. There's no middle ground. Um, like we're in these practices. I've done a few practices, but a couple of gigs. And yeah. then like he just watches the dynamic in the room and he has something silly programmed. Sometimes it's Michael Jackson. Oh, I and he that. hits it. And I immediately think I'm in a different band. <laughs> I'm uh, like, Oh, okay. One with me in it. That, that yeah, plays yeah. all the sound effects. For yeah. the, I'll talk for a few seconds about the Michael Jackson. No, thing. I'm, we can talk for more than a few. Uh, I have stuff was, to say about it. I was lucky enough that, that to end up with Jeremy on the air quotes cast of of that whole mess, which we we played <laughs> uh, the Michael Jackson we, Halloween tribute. Yeah, it was called Thriller Night. Um, and it was, yeah, it was a tribute to Michael Jackson, a Halloween slightly themed show. But we didn't play just Thriller. We played a, a, like as many hits of his as we could. And uh, did it for seven years uh, at Martin's, and it was a really, really, really good time. Um, but uh, of, uh, Some of my, my, just so you know, some of my favorite times on stage, not just with you and our friendship and past and all that shit, some of my favorite times on stage on my least favorite instrument. Yeah, which he played guitar, uh, amazingly, I might add. And that's uh, where Mason Janelle played drums at. Mason Janelle played, that was Electric Chameleon, technically, that, that was the band that did that, with Muhammad Bana singing Michael Jackson's part, or being Michael Jackson. And uh, it, that music, uh, to, to get it all together just for one show a year and to get all the performers you need to cover all the parts becomes a big thing, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I tried to leave that. Uh, I honestly was as lazy about learning parts for that as, you know, anyone. I don't know if I believe you, but I'll let you say it. I spent so much time trying to program that show. And yes, of course, it had sound effects because it's Michael Jackson. And some of the sound effects were Michael Jackson. So uh, that's how we got on that topic. The programming. Well, I want to. I never found myself under Paul's direct leadership until that group. And yeah, that uh, was weird, wasn't it? A lot of usually people, it was the other way around. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. And I, I like, I have no issue being. I'm under leadership at this moment. I enjoy being leader. Uh, but if you talk to my inner circle, they'll be like, "Well, <laughs> Jer Jeremy's the bully or the bulldog." Or whatever. <laughs> but like, um, I, I really don't have a problem with leadership. I have a problem with bad communication and leadership. But you took on a role, and I was in a place where I didn't want to lead anything. You took on a role that's. Musically speaking, extraordinarily difficult. And we're working with Roanoke musicians. Now, I am the probably the biggest advocate, proponent for all Roanoke area musicians. That music is hard. Yeah. yeah. It, you, don't, you wouldn't think it was. Like, the, you, you come out and think, well, it's just, it's just these pop tunes that were released in the 80s it's and 90s. And it's, yeah, it's, produced by Quincy Jones via Michael Jackson. Yeah. They're brilliant. Yeah, there's he, genius in he there. He got to see us work through um, Rock With You, and we learned yeah, that. And it's, God, it's I a love that tough, one. It's a tough tune. Yeah. Yeah. I had a really interesting uh, moment with his bass player who was singing Rock With You, and 
I, I would like to think, and if AJ, if I'm wrong, I helped him with the moment and singing and playing it. And it, uh, there were things that he needed to know that weren't musically necessary, that weren't music oriented necessarily. I don't think I would have been able to do it if it wasn't for playing that band where you were the leader. But it was interesting because no one doubts uh, your ability. Yeah. No one doubts your ear. No one really doubts the time you put in. No one doubted anything. And to be in that room and you're dealing, you know, you have a host of you and they're all fantastic, but that music is not to be overlooked. And I think it takes two rehearsals before you're like, okay, I got to go put some time in. Yeah. Right. I got to put some work in. And I think you handled it beautifully. And um, it was really fun for me to be under that leadership because I wasn't, I don't like playing guitar. Um, it's not my favorite instrument for many, many reasons. <laughs> Uh, but I love that Mine either. style. Like if there were a way to make a living playing only that, that style. That spankiness. You love that, that spanky yeah, guitar. Just that raw. And apparently like, there is because Corey Wong's doing it, but he's like really good. And I don't want, I didn't got time to do that. So being there and understanding that my place was to fill a void. And I had a student playing drums and that student was arguing with your ass. <laughs> when you guys had this crazy, I had never been in a room where that I was, where I was common. Things. I was neutral ground yeah. and I would watch you guys yeah. and I'll watch you go back and forth. And, and uh, I, I think we all, all of us grew from that. And not only that, we got on stage year after year in front of at least a couple thousand people, I would say. Yes, at points it was up to at least 2,000 two people. Yeah, and, That's you know, wild. there was always the talk of pushing it forward. And, um, you know, life happens. But I loved that gig. Yeah, that was a great time. Loved it. Yeah. And I, I, I wish it didn't have to end. Uh, I, You know, it wasn't something you can do forever. And, I mean, you're, you're still playing the same 20 songs every year but i mean they're they're amazing i think they're masterpieces yeah absolutely every single one of them when i get a student coming in we just had halloween happen and they're like what kind of halloween song and i'm like are there really halloween songs i don't know if there really are spooky scary skeletons right but so in that conversation it happens year after year now that i'm teaching privately thriller comes up and i'm like let's dig in right because it's beautiful i mean it's beautiful thriller on halloween is like that's like bread and butter it's, it's it's a pinnacle, bro. Yeah. Those chords, the the arrangement, like the, like there's all. I don't the, think anybody doesn't get hyped when the first four notes of that song come on. And like, no, you're exactly right. You're like, what? Yeah, I love it. It's just it's masterful. Like I don't know if you said to music students, "Hey, I want you to write a song. It's in this key, and I want you to make these things happen within the song, both melodically, harmonically, emotionally, rhythmically." That shit's a masterpiece for a reason. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have learned it. Like, I had to dig deep. I, I had headphones on. I was trying to isolate parts. But well, Plus, you were covering more than... I, there's more than one guitar track on almost all of that, and it had to happen. You know, because uh, the stuff is so iconic, and it's been heard by people so many times that if you don't... It's kind of like, uh, you know, Pink Floyd or any anybody that does the note-for-note note thing. It's an ex expectation. Mm. Yeah. You, you've really got to give people what they want what they yeah. expect and his job uh, just being the guitar player for that was so hard and just i'm amazed that that it came together the way it did uh especially you know a different group of players almost every year that we did I, it like we had a, at least one or two different my people. old group did uh, dark side of the moon um long 2016 actually and i i went and bought the book like uh, i bought yeah, the book that's and the like I, I read what i could read and then i listened and played what i could play you know and so uh yeah, when you're when you're when you're covering something that's iconic as that any of that stuff uh people have already heard it performed note for note by the people themselves 
you might as well at least learn it that way and add your own, you know, icing on top of that cake. But, you know, you've, you've got to really have the bones there. You can't just fake that, yeah. which I, I think was the main point of that project. That's was really cool. Be as authentic as we Good could. for you guys. I hope you bring it back. I hope to come be able to see Maybe it. one day. You know, Maybe one it's, day. it's a thing. So I, I can tell you this. That's the only guitar call I'll answer. <laughs> it's probably the only one I'll get. But I'm not very eager about playing that that instrument. But what you provide in that role, it was an education. And it was also cool to see you lead and uh, and work through those things. There's yeah. a whole host. I, I was going to say this earlier. When you're leading people, I'm glad I remembered. You're on stage while you're leading. And what I mean by that is not the performance. People are watching you lead. Oh. You can trust that. So let's say you're a leader of a project. I don't like to think about that. Kind no, of it's thing. terrible, right? Yeah. So let's say you're leading a project and there's five people yeah. in the room. There are 10 people in the room. They're watching you lead. Uh, it, they're they're like, are, are you handling this the way I would handle it? <laughs> there's judgment. There's a, there's all yeah. Constant. My approach to being on stage at all is, is pretend that not, don't pretend they're in their underwear. Pretend they don't exist. You know, nobody's out there. You're, 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 you're probably, you're probably, it's you and us, this, block you get to stand on and make things happen yeah. you don't really have to not that i want to ignore the crowd i love the fact that they're there but i really if i'm especially if i'm in like a, a good like a flow state you know what i mean that then they disappear completely yeah. mm. I, and at the end that's, that's okay. fantastic it's okay it's just, oh, i'm gonna quote um so you know i play with jd stuff in the past few years and um one of my things was like dude you're always like it don't matter what stage you're on you're performing kind of the same way. And he looks at me and he goes, I, I don't know. He might have said Charlie Daniels. I don't know, JD, whoever said this. He goes, you know what so-and-so said? And I said, well, he goes, you play to the people that aren't there. Yeah. And it was almost like, and, and so my initial, because I'm kind of a, you know, semi-hater. Yeah. Not of JD or Charlie Jan Daniels, of just like, oh To be God. clear, you don't really hate on anybody. No, never. You just, it, no. this is kind of surface that can't be described as hatred. It's just no, no, no. But I looked at it, I'm like, that's, that's corny shit. And no sooner than I, <laughs> I didn't say that to him, but no sooner than I thought, I'm like, but wow, what a motivator. And I can say that he, he does it. Is that good or bad? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you finding whatever it is that gets you through the performance. Like some people like to hide and they end up performing better. Because they're hiding. Yeah. And that kid, he was like, you know what so-and-so is? And he went, and I was like, all right, man, this is going to be fun. We're going to play a little Well, bit. not to take it back to Michael Jackson, but that was kind of his whole thing. You know, like, he, he was completely reclusive. Like, in, like com, uh, There's so much that goes into Michael Jackson, of course. But, like, you know, he, he didn't talk. He, he barely spoke. You know? no. Yeah, he did talk. It was just for a second, yeah. you know? And it's like, that's a, a symptom of being a performer, but it's also something that you can – you can rely on you can you can mm -hmm. just pretend that nothing is happening this is yeah. your 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 space and you're in it and and you get to play and that's just so so for somebody that's played in this valley for as long as you have and has made such a wonderful name for yourself as this freaking awesome keyboard player what where would you like to see this valley go what what do you want to see differently or i mean are you you've obviously played here long enough so you you, you haven't left that i know of where <laughs> home is kind of home for me it's yeah. part of being uh, so uh you know trying to detach myself from from the rest of the world like I, traveling for music is is has been an amazing thing and i would i will always do that if I, if i'm able to and traveling is something i enjoy but i 
I never could bring myself to leave this area. I don't know why. I, I, it's home. I just, I love it here. And I've always loved it. Here. I'm with you. I um, love that. I love that. With you. You know, my wife and I. You feel I like you get judged about that? You feel like you like get that. judged a little bit? Only by by her. I love you, babe. Uh, <laughs> because. But, I, but because you didn't want to leave? No, I mean, I, there there have been other opportunities in my life where there, I could have probably bettered my life in, in a big degree if I took, you know, my passion and what, what I was trying to do and took it somewhere else, which mm. is uh, something that a lot of people are able to I just wasn't able to do it. It's kind of like I feel, you know, kind of well, guilty about it. Let me that. say this. Most people don't. Yeah. So you're not – there are people that try to do that that maybe shouldn't. You yeah, didn't but, came back, which yeah, but I do find you have amazing. to? I love this place. Do you have yeah. to? You, you do not have to. Okay. Which so, is what, what I'm getting to yeah, with him. I'm with, like, I'm with you. like, it's representative of, I'll tell you this, if I'm coming home with some of the, I think I've toured with some, like, beasts, some animals. If I'm coming home, and in my circle, then there's more than my circle for sure, but in my circle, if I know you're playing somewhere, if I'm coming home, and let's say I, I've been out with uh, you know, any of these cats from Stomp who have gone on to do crazy things, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if people know this, but. Uh, Mr. Best was a stomper. He's now he's a, a Jedi. Um, like that's a, and I do not hang out with him. But there are stompers that have done really crazy things. And if any of them are coming through town, like I'm like, okay, who Wait, do I want to real Jedi? Yeah, yeah, I'm Ed Best. Um, Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Shit. But now he's I new. didn't know he was a stomper. That's I was. I, and when you said Mr. Best, I wasn't sure if that's who you so, meant. So, but, but yeah, but now he's the what's what? his new name? What's his new name? He came back. Oh, as an as a jet, uh, he's a Jedi. Yeah, he's a Jedi. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the one that saved uh, Baby, Baby Yoda. Yeah, I don't remember. He yeah, so, oh anyway, there are tons of cats that have have done uh, really cool things out there in that world, and I love how Stomp just like, pulls them all together, and then and then they you know grow old in the show and retire. But if someone uh, in that circle is coming through, I'm like, is Paul playing? <laughs> is uh, and there, there's there's a few others. I'm like, who's playing? Who do I want to sh-? you know? And uh, you represent where we come from so i it's always a good feeling to look in the back of the room and see and see jeremy peering like (laughs) (laughs) to see if i'm bringing people in and be like where where do i come from you are dude if you're where i come from right i'm your main man paul Paul. (laughs) well i will say i will say that it, it means a lot for for those of us that are continuing to work on our names and and trying out new things and and creating new spaces here in the valley to see some of you got you cats that have been playing for a while <clears throat> and have done really great things with your names show up to your show yeah so thank you for that yeah yeah absolutely i, I i'm not on a selfish level i'm glad you stayed oh I, I i think like i think it's good to know because the only reason you might feel guilty or that people would have pushed you to go anywhere is because they saw so much potential, and that's nothing but look. A the Roanoke Valley is gonna be known. F- what we're doing here with the podcast is is important, I think, because we're trying to expose players like you, who have been here all your life and have made a name for yourself in this valley. And that's the thing, is that we're. We're we want more people like you, and I want the next generation to stay around and to play and be here in this valley and play as much as you have, and that's <clears throat> that's where I think the magic happens. You're you're creating a space for me, who's ten ten years younger than you, to to do the same thing you've done. 
And yeah. that's important. That means a lot. I mean, and I've seen, I, you know, I've gone to places with great players. I'm always so thrilled to see fantastic players. And I've met a bunch of great players. And to know that just because you're a great player doesn't mean you're, you're meant to go out and do that. That's a different life. That's a whole other podcast to tell yeah. you the truth. And yeah, some yeah. people aren't suited to that. You know, some aren't people suited to it. it doesn't mean you're less or you're more. And, but you, in my personal story, you and a few others are, were literal launching pads. Like, um, and, and in a way, like that's where you figure out it's not necessarily about the playing. It's about what you really want to do. And I knew I wanted to leave. I knew I wanted to see. Didn't know how, mm-hmm. but I knew I wanted to. But I also knew that it, talent wasn't necessarily the factor. The factor was pursuit. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm not going to let the podcast in without talking about the creative experience with you and the hats. Um, like you and I <laughs> could frustrate the rest of the group just because we would try new ideas so quickly. And I want I want to throw this out here to any of these any of these any of these people who are learning and they're trying to figure out who they are. You know, listen as much as you can. And I'm not going to be the guy that says, "Hey, listen to this band and love them, even though you don't love them." No, 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 no. Listen find, to what you love. Find your personality yeah, yeah, yeah. through what you love. Do your best to not shun the other shit. Paul likes some shit that I still don't like. Oh, tons of it. And I'm trying. And and uh, well, I'm not trying, but maybe one day. <laughs> Um, Thank you for your honesty. But when we got together and played, like we'd be doing stuff and we'd be like, let's make this section in nine for no good reason because we wanted to learn how to play in nine. No good reason was a good reason. Exactly. And people would say, you know, if you talk to, you go to songwriters in the round or you talk, you know, certain, in certain situations, people are like, well, if there's no reason to do it, don't do it. Well, if it ever comes up, you want to be good at it, right? So we, the hats was basically experiment in that regard. And um, because Paul and I, I know you said you didn't practice. I went through a phase where I practiced a lot. We would just spout off ideas. Hey, do this in seven. Hey, do this in nine. What if you put this time over this time? And there aren't too many musicians I've played with that could actually play with those ideas. The numbers scare the shit out of them. Yeah. So what we would discover frequently is there were things we couldn't do. And we would learn on the spot to do it or to get close to it review it and come back so we would literally push each other um i'd be like do that hit this note and i didn't really i wasn't the most harmonically inclined person i'm like hit this at note at the time he and, is now and he would just hit it and i'd be like yo that's terrible and he would be like i kind of like it yeah that's Meanwhile, what we put in there me and people are, are watching us like you guys are just like uh, jerking off at this point <laughs> and, and, and we absolutely were but there are I can't tell you how many times, like when I joined and learned Stomp or when writing plastic music, when ideas would pop up and I'd be like, well, that's completely difficult. And I would go to do it. And I was this close because mm-hmm. we, we'd pushed each other, not the kind of pushing of learning from a teacher or like writing an idea, which we did plenty of, but yeah. I'm talking right then and there. Can you make it happen? Yeah. And uh, I got made fun of because I'm pretty good at changing something on the spot. I got a nickname because of it. And you were one of my first pushers. And I'm just going to say it right now, Joel Spencer, if you ever come to the podcast, like two people that showed up in my life and said, you can be better without saying you can be better. That guy's an amazing player, by the way. Man, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's he's outworldly. I I have a flute. Mm. I've always. (laughs) I have a flute. Honestly, I I wanted to be a flautist at one point. But I am not. It's completely different armature than what your trumpet playing was. Yeah, right. That and I was never even good at the trumpet. Like I could, I did all the brass. Completely different armbar. What did you say? Armbar. Armbar. Sure. You heard me. 
We've had lots of trumpet players on this show. My oh, brother, right. my Laura Quadrado was a trumpet well, player. Well, Joe can probably play trumpet, right? Uh, I don't know what he can't play. Yeah. He's kind of um, like, he's that friend that you're em- embarrassed to know because he's <laughs> so That good. was you in my he's case so, a lot of the time. It's not the, <laughs> I was a friend you're embarrassed to know. No, I was only embarrassed because you were so good and I was not, you know, uh, that's at, a, especially are, at the time. <sighs> well, I was a. I don't want to let that point slide. I, and I don't say it about a lot of people, but I knew that I had to climb when I was working with you. Same with Joel. And there are others. Um, and I, if you're in a musical situation, you're always worried about being the best. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be the best. What you need to worry about is being open and honest and going where you need to go. It's that simple. So I'm better because of you, brother. Same. 100%. More than same. I have so many more questions, but I don't want to keep you too late. We're going to get in trouble. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if, if we, I, we can do a quick fire if you like. Oh, well, that's I, on its I, way, right? I really, I, I, I'm going to ask this question, and then I'll end my portion of the show. So I, I do want to know, for, for somebody that's played here as so long as you have, what has been the financial implications of playing music in this town like for you? Like, is this supplemental for you? Or I've is- been lucky. Uh, this is actually uh, non-plemental for me because <laughs> I am uh, technically uh, a disabled person. So I, I do not work. Um, and while being creative and making music is, is a lot of work, um, uh, the financial burden has, has has changed a lot in recent years. But when I was trying to do it as a profession, uh, I was also, of course, working a full-time job. My wife was working a full-time job. We're raising two kids. We've got pets. We've got life. Gotcha. I, and so uh, basically every speck of free time that I could spare would be put into this. It's not really a hobby. I want it to be my profession. But uh, – I it's it's never been enough to just live off of you know and I, that's partially because of the groups I played in and how often I played and and what I me going for what I want to play as opposed sure. to not just playing whatever would make the most money. Do you think it would have been uh, like could you have made a living here if I had buckled down and not relied solely on talent and actually you know learned all the things I needed to learn I could have I could I feel like I could have been you know a musician that 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 could live off of that as a profession, but that's not how it went. <laughs> no. And that's, and I, I completely respect that. I, Clip I mean, number two. That's my well, time stamp. Well, here's the, here's the thing. We've, we've had this ongoing debate and I'm sorry for the listeners that's heard this a hundred times. Uh, even, you know, even this is, I'm not pause. No, seriously. Like, yeah, pa- seriously, though, like the, the debate has been, can you make a living, playing music here in this I'd town. say it's possible in in this town it's it's very very difficult very very difficult and uh we didn't really get the chance to talk about the scene that much but uh, the scene has be has changed since I started yeah. uh and it has become I don't, I don't know if the word incestuous is what you want to put uh, to it's it, a, but it's, 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 it's perfect and, and you know, there's there are really good things about everybody playing with each other. There are a few bad things what? about What's everybody that? playing music with things? each other. You know, it, it, <laughs> it there's some good things about it. Uh, at least everybody knows what to expect. Everybody knows, you know, uh, they they feel good about the people they're playing with because they know them from all from other groups, and it's it 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 certainly lubricates things as far as uh, going back to where you were going with that. 
as far as like, you know, people getting along with each other, if everybody knows each other. The only the only drawback I would say about uh, there being a scene where you know a lot of the same musicians are in a lot of different bands is that you know you don't get the originality and the creativity because people don't have time to put in the time to create new original sure. material, you know. And a lot of those guys, a lot of us, me included, of course, are, are playing a lot of covers because you don't have time to create something. And if you do, then you don't get to play the shows. You know what I mean? So there's that whole problem. And mm. that goes back to, you know, not making money as a musician. You've got to have a freaking day job. If you don't have a day job, then you're not going to be able to survive just doing the music unless you are lucky enough that you've gotten in somewhere where you could play constantly. Yeah. Paul, thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to end my portion and welcome you to the Bunny Gauntlet. you started singing like this kid's so talented i'm so glad you started singing i don't understand why you sing so bad because your ears so good and i'm gonna tell you i don't, I don't sing very good too ear and the vocal cords are two different organs man. i did like like i'm i am <laughs> i won't say if i'm in a room <laughs> and we're talking about paul trestle and somebody says some bad stuff yeah just okay buckle in but <laughs> but because we've spent so much time together like i don't understand like he he can't sing and uh, man, I love you with all my heart. No, I can't sing. It's crazy, but I will. Oh, I know. Always. I know. I know. I don't sing very well at all. And you sing I, three uh, times on this show tonight. Did I? Like you have hummed, and I don't know how else. If I don't have an instrument, how else are you going to? But uh, you no, know, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Somehow it works out because he expresses himself beautifully through his instrument. I think people have shitloads to learn from you, and that those that will be. We're good. Mm. <laughs> so this is how this part of the show goes. But, <laughs> buddy, got one. Um, yeah, I sing pretty bad too. Man, you're so good and sing like that. I don't know what it is. I'm just, giving, I'm just giving you shit. I, I, it's basically like any other instrument. I didn't spend enough time, you know, perfecting the actual. Paul, it's different than that. Your voice is ironically special. I've heard you do this bad. for years, but I could be like, well, no, I'll do this. And he could just type it out on the keyboard like a typewriter, like I was telling him letters. Beautiful stuff. All right, man, the Buddy Gauntlet. These are, I've explained numerous times why I asked this. Uh, for me, uh, it, it kind of digs into why I do what I do. I've often felt guilty about being so adamant about playing music. Um, so it digs into some other aspects of it and it, it's also meant to be difficult and you do not get to wiggle your way into multiple answers. Oh, I mean, one shoot. answer, who's your top musical influence? Fish. <sighs> so weird. I know. Um, who's your top non-musical influence? Oh, uh, David Lynch. The actor? Oh, it's David Duchovny. He's a director. Okay. Why? I don't know. That was a quick fire answer. It's. Uh, Do you want to take it back? No, no. Don't. He I can't. Answered. He, it was one answer. Because he's weird. Dang, guys, man. I didn't read the rules. Both of them. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord! If you're looking for a connection, they're both weird. I like weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. David Lynch did um, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Yeah, and a bunch of other yeah. weird things, movies. Well I see that. Well played. Yeah. If you could change one thing about the past, what would it be? Uh, wow, wow! Uh, it's quick fire. I want to know what your regret is. Uh, I'm not finishing school, not learning, not getting more education. Honestly, yep. that would be it. 
Well, you mentioned something a while ago about like not relying on talent. I'm so glad you said that because I've seen you sell yourself short in so <laughs> many situations. And I sit there and I'm like, man, you're a shithead. Um, but it's cool <laughs> to hear that type of, of bold honesty. But that's also a great answer. Um, do you think people know that you built the Hats website? No, this I don't way think anyone before. ever looked at the hats website. This is no like oh, four hundred twenty. So be, much fun with that. you would be wrong. This sir. is way <laughs> before building websites was just. Uh, it was way before Wix. I'm I talk- learned Dreamweaver to make that. Website. Yeah, this man, and so we would practice and then go over, and at the, this little apartment off Williamson, and just push Paul more. <laughs> like, how strange can this be? Like, how many yeah. odd things can we put on there? Um, I actually designed other websites for bands because of that. I don't do it anymore, but I kind of miss that. That would go back to the regret question. <laughs> <laughs> I regret building the Hats website. Tell me, that, tell me that song you want to play. Paul, I got to say, uh, I know I don't know you from Adam or Eve, but, like, man, what a, what a pleasure it has been to get to know you. Um, you are an absolute delight and i've uh, had an amazing time being here really really appreciate what you have done for this valley i really hope and uh, i really hope that i get to play with you sometime like it's, likewise i would love to get fantastic to well get, get him over there on one of those midnight envy games just one i don't know if he's up for it if he's up for it go and i want to be Absolutely. on Ox. no man really appreciate you thank you for um all you do and continue to rock on for sure so um do you, um, you have any upcoming gigs uh, after uh, after I, Thanksgiving? I'm playing uh, with the Dead Reckoning on December 6th at Parkway. Uh, I believe we have a another Christmas time show later in the month after that. But the one at uh, Parkway is a, is a benefit uh, fundraising event. And that's always a blast to get to play there. And especially with the Dead Reckoning because that's not a band I get to play there with very often. Love and, our boy yeah. Jake. Yeah. So if you like dead covers, man, that's the place to be. You want to set this song up for us before we do uh, this? This is with a band that I didn't get to talk about, but another amazing, like, creative experience, just like the Hats was, uh, writing and collaboration and everybody giving their, their all to create something new. This is an instrumental track uh, written by John Hill and his brother Adam and I am featured on a solo, a synthesizer solo, about halfway through this song. So it's What's a it good called? example. It's I am not going to even try to pronounce it. The this. band is called The Materia Project. The song is called Jank. Okay. Paul, thanks for coming, man. Thanks really, for letting really me be here, guys. I have had such a good time. Yeah, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Beats, Brews, and Buddies, we will be at Twin Creeks on December 15th. This is our first time you'll be hearing this. You'll see it on Facebook uh, for our Beats, Brews, and Buddies Ladies Night uh, with three wonderful ladies, Chris Joy, Annalise Marie, and uh, Cassandra Lynn are our three guests that night for our singer-songwriters live show which will be our last show of the 2023 season uh really really appreciate you guys thank you for all the listens and all the support uh we'll see you guys next time thank you guys